Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Chris Hammer is a leading Australian author of crime fiction. His book Scrublands was an instant bestseller when it was published in 2018. He has just released his sixth novel, The Seven, and Chris is coming to talk to readers tomorrow at two o'clock in Achuka and seven o'clock here in Shepparton. Good morning, Chris. Hi there, Terry. Very pleased to hear that you're coming to our region because I think you had a plan to come and that was skittled by last October's floods. Would that be right? That's right. I had a book out the tilt exactly this time of year. We planned a big tour around uh, central Victoria and no, the floods came and we couldn't, well, some places we couldn't get through and just other places it wasn't really appropriate to be, you know, a distraction at a, a rather troubled time there. Yeah, so there would have been people who were, were booked to see you and, and missed out, and I'm sure we'll be very much looking forward to catching up with you this time. So, Chris, you were a journalist for more than 30 years before turning to fiction. What made you do it? I got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing like a catalyst. It's a bit more than that, actually. No, I've been working. I'd written some non-fiction books. I really enjoyed writing them. I uh, couldn't make any money out of it. So I went back, got a proper job again as a journalist. Um, but I missed the writing. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to try and make something up. Um, and I thought, oh, crime fiction. Always like crime fiction. So I wrote away the book that became Scrublands in my spare time. I didn't have any great expectations for it. I thought maybe get published, but that would be it. And then, um, you know, it was this, this big success. And, you know, I... I was kind of gobsmacked by that. But what that did is it allowed me to become a full-time writer. And hence my, um, my ability to have done a book a year since then. So, yeah, as you said, the, the Seven is my sixth fiction book. So all of this in just five years. I know publisher Alan and Unwin were recently publicising sales of more than 500,000 of your books. Now, if you were writing your life story, would you have written that? No, this has all come as a total surprise to me. I'm, a, in a way, um, an accidental author. I think I always had a you know, hankering to, to write, and I think it was always a bit of a dream in the back of the mind, but I never thought I would realise that dream. So I, stu- I still have to pinch myself sometimes and think, wow, it's, it's, it's happening. In, I mean, as well as those... 500,000 books in Australia. Um, the books are published overseas as well. <laughs> and um, and now just coming up in November, that first book you mentioned, Scrublands, it's been uh, made into a TV series uh, and it'll be on um, Stan from November and then possibly Channel 9 after that. Yeah, I just um, looked it up so, on Stan so, last night actually and uh, I believe the BBC's picked it up as well. Yeah, it'll be shown on the BBC because the books are quite popular in, in the UK. Um, I saw, I had a sneak preview of the first episode. It looks fantastic, um, but it's also rather surreal, you know, watching the stuff that you just made up a few years ago in your spare time, you know, on the kitchen table sort of thing, suddenly they're presented on a big screen, you know, back at you. 
um, it's a rather marvellous experience, but, but a little bit disconcerting. Yes, I can imagine, because um, the actors, the directors, producers, etc., they all put their own interpretation on it, of course, and uh, I wonder if it will turn out to be as you imagined it. Look, I think they've taken it and they've reimagined it, um, but I think in a good way. Um, I'm really happy with what they've done with it. I'd be interested to see what you know, readers who've read the book think of it. Um, so it's a little bit different um, in that, in the book, it's all in the in the present day, uh, but the journalist is exploring things that have happened in the past. In the TV show, they they film the present day, but they've also filmed that the events and the storyline in the past, and I think it's it works really well for TV. Talking about your sixth book, so there are essentially two series, aren't there? Um, three of each. So have you come to the end of this series, or will you be doing something different next? So this series is uh, features two homicide detectives, Ivan Lukic and Neil Buchanan. So if anyone has read Treasure and Dirt, um, particularly The Tilt, this follows on from that, but you don't have to have read those books. All the books can be read as standalone. Um, so this is the third of in, in, in that series, if you like. But no, I'm already thinking of a fourth book. I'm already working away quietly on a book yeah, hopefully come out next year, but again featuring Ivan and Nell, simply because they're such great characters. I mean, Ivan is, is this rather surly, but, you know, slowly sort of coming out of his shell type character. And Nell's great. She's really feisty. She doesn't take, you know, anything from anybody. But on the other hand, she's kind of vulnerable and she messes up and that sort of thing. So, so they're great characters to write. Um, and, you know, if I really enjoy the writing, then I figure there's a good chance that the readers are going to enjoy the reading. This rural crime genre that you're writing in, Outback Noir, Aussie Noir, whatever you want to call it, it has really exploded over the past couple of years. It's almost like the, um, the rural romance genre going back a couple of years ago. Um, it's pretty overcrowded. There's, a, there's so many books coming out in this vein. How do you think yours have managed to stand out? Well, I think I was lucky in that I was one of the earlier ones. My book, Scrublands, came out about a year after Jane Harper's book, The Dry. And that book, The Dry, just, just basically kicked the door down. And suddenly publishers here and internationally realised the appeal in these sorts of books. Um, as you say, there's more and more books in the genre, but I tell you what, there are some absolutely terrific ones. It's not people... You can roughly sort of, you know, heap them together, but really a lot of the books are very individualistic and very original. Um, yeah, so you should... If your readers are interested or if they've read my books or, say, James books and looking for more, you know, your local bookstore will be happy to advise you um, on what particular books and what which authors might best suit your tastes. And do you think the a part of the appeal is, well, obviously part of the appeal is in, like, the characters that you described. They complement each other so well. They're, they're real characters, colourful characters. But it's the environment as well that's a really significant part of these books. Yeah, I, I, when I'm writing, I typically think one of the first things I'm thinking of is about the setting and um, that helps me build the world, if you like, build the world and invite 
populate it with interesting characters, have a compelling plot, have a, try and have it well written and well paced and invite the reader into that world. And so if you think of it like that, of course, the setting is very important. So we talked about your sixth novel, The Seven. Now, I've had a look at... I haven't got a copy of myself yet, but I've had a look at the cover. And I'm wondering if that, um, I guess, majestic house on there is a real place because I don't know if you've ever been to Jimbor House on the Darling Downs in Queensland. I immediately had to Google an image of Jimbor House to find out whether that was actually on the cover or is it, is it an imagined place? I, I think it, well, the, the guy who does the covers, Luke Cosby, does a fantastic job and he often combines multiple images and I think that's what he's done on this cover. And I think the house, he might have almost constructed the house out of different images if you look really closely at it. Um, I saw the cover just when I was doing the final edits and I just changed ever, tweaked ever so slightly the description of the house in the book to match the cover. Um, so so the, the, the house on the cover isn't just random. It, it actually refers to a, a very important location in the story. Okay. Oh, I think I'm, it's going to be Jimball House for me. I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, what's I've the... Been, I haven't seen Jimball House, but you might be right. I'm not sure where you got the image from. Yeah, Jimball on the Darling Downs in Queensland, but that's not where your novel's set. No, it's set in a fictional irrigation scheme in New South Wales. I'm a bit stuck in New South Wales because the detectives are New South Wales homicide detectives. Yes. Of course, they don't travel across borders, unfortunately. Yeah, that's an issue, isn't it? Yeah, my first protagonist, Martin Scarston, was a journalist. That's the first three books. And of course, he could go anywhere. Um, I'm a little bit restricted, though, but the the Seven's an interesting... uh, story, it's set in this fictional irrigation scheme that is pretty much run by these seven powerful families. That's the name of the seven. And the body of a, of a junior member of one of these families is found in rather dramatic circumstances in an irrigation canal in, the, in this scheme, and Ivan and Nell come to investigate. But there's also two other storylines in the book. One is of a young man, a member, an heir of one of those powerful families back in the 1990s. And there's another story um, told through her letters of a young servant girl in the years leading up to and during the First World War. So that, and those three storylines are interwoven. So the reader starts, they seem to have nothing to do with each other. But, you know, the reader is wondering maybe they're connected somehow and because as the book goes along, the connections become, you know, it's almost like the fate of the characters collide. Um, and so part of the fun for the reader, you know, the reader often can see connections before the police officers can. Um, and of course, by the end of the book, it's all resolved. You know, you find out all the different events that have happened in the different eras and how they're connected. Sounds very compelling. Now, Chris, as I mentioned, you're coming to Echuca Library tomorrow at 2pm, Shepparton Library tomorrow at 7pm. What can people expect from your talk? Well, I'll, um, I'm actually giving... Uh, I'll be in conversation, uh, which means I'll be interviewed. Um, and I'll be interviewed about the book, The Seven, but... Not too much, because it's a crime book. I don't want to give away spoilers. It's only been out for for a week or so, so 
not that many people will have read it yet. Um, and then I'll be asked about my writing and, you know, how I came to be a writer, what my, how I go about it, the methodology, what my process is, and pretty much anything that the audience wants to ask, but it's because there's always time for the audience to ask some questions. And also, um, people, there'll be a bookseller there. People can buy books and I can sign them uh, for gifts. But if anyone's got old editions of my books that they've got in the past, I should bring them in too and I can sign them as well. Fantastic. So if you're in Echuca or near Echuca tomorrow, that's at 2, Shepherd and 7, let the libraries know ahead of time. They do like to know for catering purposes who is coming and I'm sure you'll be very well received, Chris, especially after uh, having to cancel an earlier trip. So thank you for coming back. Yeah, it's very, I, I'm very satisfying to know that we have been able to reschedule and come back this year. So uh, I look forward to seeing uh, some readers in Echuca and Shepparton and thank you so much for having me on Terry. Yeah, thank you very much for your time this morning Chris and all the rest with the best of your book tour. Thank you. We've been speaking to best-selling crime fiction author Chris Hammer. This station FM 98.5 subscribes to the Broadcasting Community Code of Practice. The Code of Practice is a set of agreed standards that have been developed by community radio stations across Australia. They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling and Australian music content. If you'd like a copy of the Code, please contact us during business hours and we will mail a copy to you. Having trouble with your internet? Has the NBN failed you? Are you only able to get the slow satellite NBN with very limited data? Are you not able to get the NBN at all? Starlink is the answer. This is a standalone internet system that I personally use at home and have tested at speeds of over 250 megabytes a second. If you are fed up with slow, unreliable internet, then call us now and book a service call to see if Starlink is right for you. Jason's TV, 0403 688 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. Just a quick message, re-tractor parts for many brands of tractors. Most of you good listeners know the brands of parts we carry. Over the busy times ahead, if you need new or used tractor parts, call Aussie Ag. Our stocks are large, plus glass doors, etc. Our wrecking stock of tractors is growing along with used tractors and machinery. Call Daryl on 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. We all have our own purpose in life, and it's different for everyone. It could be looking after the land, or bringing smiles to your customers. Maybe it's building a dream home to raise your family. Maybe it's to keep studying and learning, or coaching and staying connected to the community. No matter what you're here to do, GMCU are here for you. GMCU. Banking with purpose. Visit gmcu.com.au or speak to your local team today. Station sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.